0: Hello, and welcome to the OK Preps Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined, as always, by Barry Lewis. This is the post-Super Bowl Monday, February 13th edition. Well, before we get into uh, some preps, Barry, what do you think of the Super Bowl?
1: Well, great game. Um, You couldn't ask for much more. Well, could have asked for maybe uh, just from a neutral standpoint. Would have loved to have seen, just like with the Chiefs game, in the AFC championship against the Bengals, when you're from a neutral standpoint, you'd love to have seen it play out without the penalties um, because you could envision those are going to be two incredible over, overtime games potentially, uh, especially in the AFC championship but yesterday. I could have seen that um, going into OT 2 or just seeing Jalen Hurts try to lead the Eagles down the field in the last minute and a half to either get it into overtime or win it outright. And then, of course, Mahomes then to have to come back and Jalen Hurts gives him 20 seconds left and then Mahomes then leads the Chiefs back. So it would have been some spectacular potential for some spectacular finishes with those quarterbacks. But uh, um, the penalties uh, that had to be called um, prevented that. So from a neutral standpoint... You you know, both of those games were really great games, and you would have wished that you would have had a spectacular finish instead of a somewhat anticlimactic finish, um because those games deserved a great ending. uh, you know, it's funny, right before that penalty um at the end yesterday against the Eagles, I was thinking, well, they've been letting them play today for the most <laughs> part. Uh, so uh, but uh chiefs uh, uh two super bowl wins in four years they really have the potential for a dynasty don't see as long as mahomes stays healthy anything stopping them
0: yeah he's only 27 right he's he's yeah what did you think of the james Bradbury penalty some say you can't call it in that instance some say you got to call it and he the player himself even said it was a penalty what what do you think
1: my initial reaction was again what I sort of alluded to? Yeah, you you really hate to see games a penalty being called in those last moments when it's such a great game and having such an impact, basically decide pretty much deciding the game at the end. Uh, whereas my in the Bengals game is like something that's just so obvious. You see that called all the time. You gotta call it. <laughs> yeah. um, yesterday, my first reaction was, uh, "Wow." That's really tough to call. Uh, I would have, I didn't think there was enough there in that situation to call it. Yes, it's technically a penalty. Yeah, it's something you call them first period in the first quarter, second quarter. But this is like we see in in all sports, you know, especially I think of hockey where uh, penalties in the first period aren't being called in overtime, a Stanley Cup playoff games (laughs) and that was my first reaction yesterday about that late penalty against eagles knowing hey this basically decides the game this is going to give that penalty even though it technically is a good call is going to give the chiefs the win unless they screw it up so um, that was my first reaction but hey when the eagles are admitting to the penalty and they're not giving any excuses there is no controversy now so uh um, but that was just my first reaction. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's talk a little high schools. So we unveiled the, the all-world football team last Saturday. Uh, all-state was on Sunday. What kind of feedback have you gotten? Well, um,
1: not much negative feedback so far, <laughs> So, uh, which is always good. I mean, we put a lot of effort trying to get it right. And as we said when we were talking about all-world and all-state, you know, especially, you know, I can talk about the football and I think you, this probably is true in the other sports, too. There's more people like that you'd like to put on the first team that there's just no room for mm-hmm. I mean, There's people with first team caliber seasons that there's just not room for are in the case of football. So people, who you know, could have been legitimately on the second team, but uh, they're going to be honorable mention. So uh, it's tough to leave those people off, but we try to get it right. We try to also have a balance of teams in So uh, I you know, it really is uh, a lot of effort trying to get it right. and um, I hope uh, it I haven't really heard much negative feedback, you know from the all one thing I'd like to add about the all-state selections, um, sometimes a deciding factor in some players. Um, is well, first off, some people be wondering well, so and so made all world first team. Why can't they be wearing it there on the all state first team? Well, the all world first team, we might as well not have an all state first team if everyone on the all world first team makes the all, all state first team. So, <laughs>
0: um,
1: and then some positions are sort of you got a traffic jam at some positions on the all state team because on. Everyone who is an all-world finalist is automatically placed on the all-state team. So if you've got like four defensive backs in who are automatically going to play be placed in the all-state team, that's sort of a traffic jam for the other really good defensive backs in the state. It's really hard for any other defensive backs to get on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, but we try our best to make sure everyone is represented uh, across the state well, and uh, we appreciate all the coaches who sent in their nominations and send in their input um so that's why I wanted a lot of people ask me how um those are the two most common questions I get on all state uh you, there's just some positions you've got traffic jams at, yep. All right. Well, speaking of the high school
0: honors, this Sunday we have more great content on high schools. the The annual
1: inside outside contest. Won't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, we're picking thirty boys and thirty girls players, divided into inside and outside players. Um, and this is just something we have fun with. Uh, we choose um, the um, some of the most notable players in the boys and girls sides. And uh, we have a contest where people can vote over the next two weeks starting Sunday on who they feel is the best inside or outside player for boys and girls basketball. So it's sort of like a uh, the voting is spread over two weeks and it's, it's just a fun contest. We like to have some fun with it. And, um, and um, last year we had quite the battle. We had like our biggest all-time voting response in the Mr. Insight contest. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out this time. I mean, it's shattered all types of voting records. And we used to have the contest over a longer length of time, but only over a two week period, it shattered all voting records. So it's interesting to see the way these things play out uh, when you get these good battles going.
0: Now, are you selecting the boys and the girls or you got some help?
1: I'm basically doing
0: the boys and the girls. (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right well let's stay with basketball uh you saw a couple of good games last Friday uh Bixby Owasso boys and girls won't you share uh share with us a little bit about that
1: yeah that was a fun night it was senior night at Bixby and Bixby came away Owasso both of the Owasso teams came to the game very hot teams the Owasso girls had won five in a row Owasso boys had won nine in a row other than Broken Arrow they were really the Hottest six A East team, and Bixby won a uh, the Bixby girls and Bixby boys won a pair of close decisions. Uh, the girls' game was a bit of a surprise. I think the Owasso's girls can really take a lot out of that game because Owasso girls have improved considerably since the start of the season. Early on, uh, they lost by thirty some points to Bixby, but they took that game right to the wire. Um, in great only Gracie Warnley, who's just, of course, an incredible standout for Bixby. She didn't score many points on Friday night, but she hit the winning free throws or the free throws that put them ahead for the last points of the game that snapped the tie. And then she came up with the big tie up on defense, the defensive stop on Owasso's last possession with help from two of her teammates to uh, ensure the victory. So, um, That's what I love seeing that in players. Gracie Wernley, who often scores a lot, Abilene Christian signee, she just shows that she doesn't have to score a lot to be an incredibly valuable player. So she's so very impressive. And uh, it was also really neat there in the part of the senior night ceremonies, Meredith Mays, outstanding inside player for Bixby, uh, who suffered a bad knee injury. Another Abilene Christian signee that – she she suited up for the first time since the knee injury. She was not been play, but just did suit up as part of senior night activities.
0: That's nice. So tell me about the Bixby boys a little bit, Barry. I really like the, the quote in your story from the from the boys coach where he said, you know, Parker Frederickson gets the headlines as as he should, but we got we got other guys too. So what's Bixby like other than Parker Frederickson? We all know about him. Yes,
1: um. Yeah, Tristan Driver, one of the better sophomores in the area. Uh, guard, uh, He is he's really good. I mean, when Parker leaves, I think people really – Tristan will probably take center stage at Bixby, and people will really know how good he is. He's really good right now as a sophomore, and he's the one I wound up writing about. Last Friday, sort of a change of pace, <laughs> somewhat other than Parker to write about for Bixby, and then uh, Parker's brother Luke. He's quite. He's in that. He's a good shooter too. So uh, Bixby isn't just all Parker or Fredrickson because Parker needs some help as good as he is, and he has improved this year even over from what he was last year. Last year he didn't have as much help as he does this year, and that's the reason why Bixby, instead of just being a five hundred team, is seventeen and four. Mm-hmm. What did they do to sort of shut down Jalen Montnati? They just got a a hand in his face a lot. Uh, He, of course, Jalen was coming off a 39 point game against Union, and uh, they just shut him out really really good. They were all over him. And um, Brandon Mann, who I think is a very overrated, really good, uh, not overrated, underrated, good (laughs) player. I mean, he's been impressive from the get-go. To me, I saw him in their season opener. He scored 30 points this year. I mean, everyone focuses on Jalen. And, of course, that's understandable. Jalen is a freshman phenom. But Owasso's got some other good players, too. And one of those being Brandon Mann, a very consistent inside force. And then they've got another freshman, Bowden Williams, who is very exciting. A lot of teams, he would – on just about almost any other team. He would be the freshman everyone's talking about. Uh, he hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer to beat Bartlesville uh, a week earlier. Uh, he doesn't shoot a lot, doesn't need to shoot a lot, but he is just, he is really good.
0: What uh, what games are you uh, going to staff this week?
1: Well, it's tough to figure out which ones to go to tomorrow, Tuesday. Then this is the weird thing that these games don't mean anything for, and we talked about this last week, for postseason seeding, some positioning. But there are so many really good matchups. My goodness, it's really too bad. These don't mean anything. On Tuesday night, we're taping on a Monday, so tomorrow night, Tuesday, boys games that are really intriguing. Memorial at Edison. You got number one and number two in 5A East. Edison won the earlier matchup this year. So you know, Memorial, that was Edison's first win over Memorial in a long time. So you know, the Memorial Edison rivalry is gonna be very intense tomorrow night. And then you've also got Broken Arrow to Wasso. Broken Arrow trying to finish the regular season undefeated. This will be a challenge going into it Wasso was playing really great. Uh, that was only a four-point game the first time around. Then from a girls' standpoint, two great matchups. You've got Bixby at Sepulpa. Got number two, 6A East versus number one, 5A East. That's Blockbuster. It's the only meeting this year. It's going to be great. And then... You've got Lincoln Christian girls visiting Holland Hall girls. Uh, Number one and four A against number three and five A East. Tall and tall. Uh, That's so you've got tons of blockbuster matchups in to close out or at the very near the end of the regular season tomorrow night. Yeah. For sure. All right, so let's let's catch
0: everybody up, Barry. So we'll have Inside Outside this coming Sunday. Uh, this past Sunday, we had all-state football. This past Saturday, all-world football. And then, uh, like you said earlier, we're taping this on a Monday. So in today's paper was softball, correct? All, all yes, yes. <laughs> Tomorrow will be boys and girls cross-country. Yes. And then we end it Wednesday with volleyball.
1: That is correct.
0: Got all that right? Okay. So, there's a lot. lot. (laughs) It's it's a lot. So check the paper out. Check online. uh, Give us your feedback, and uh, it's it's always uh, always great to see see these kids' accomplishments. So glad we can honor them the way we do. All right, Barry, let's leave it there for this week. Um, You can check us out for free on Google, Apple, or Spotify. Barry, always appreciate the knowledge, and uh, we'll catch up later next week. All right, sounds good. See you next week.